You're listening to the PFWC podcast with me, Carly Compton, a podcast created to help you learn strategies to overcome that bully inside your head, ways to practice self-love, awareness and understanding of eating disorders, how to embrace the body you have been given, and develop a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and most importantly, yourself. Here at the PFWC Podcast, we find it important to create a safe space and a place for individuals to come to learn how to create that lifestyle that works for them. We're dropping comparisons, fighting unrealistic beauty standards, and coming together to show the world that all bodies are beautiful and that healthy looks different on everyone. Sit back, relax, and get ready to grow together. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the PFWC podcast. Um, I want to start off by apologizing um, for my lack of episodes. Um, To be completely honest, the last couple of months, weeks, however long it has been, um, I've been just really lacking motivation and creativity. Um, I sat down multiple times to record an episode and each one um, just felt really forced. Um, And I didn't want to put out an episode like that. Um, I want each episode here to feel genuine um, and to be filled with great conversation. And the ones I tried to record the last couple of months didn't feel that way. Um, Like I said, they felt very forced. So I ended up deleting them and telling myself that I would record one when it felt right and on a topic that felt right for this time and for this day. And here I am. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, This is a topic that is, as you all know, very near and dear to my heart a topic that is a huge part of my story um, and a huge part of what I want to continue to change about society and about the world and a topic that um, I really just love talking about and sharing information about. Um, So today we're going to be talking about eating disorder recovery um, and eating disorders in general. So not specifically just recovery, but some information about eating disorders, um, because I really want to put this all out there for you. Um, and first things first, whether you have struggled with an eating disorder or you have not, um, this episode will more than likely benefit you. Um, Because whether you are just struggling with your relationship with food or you're struggling with your relationship with exercise or you're struggling with your relationship with yourself, um, a lot of the things that I'm going to be sharing today will more than likely help you to better and strengthen those relationships. Um, And a lot of times uh, we don't feel like We are in as bad of a place as we actually are. We tend to be in denial. Um, And I'm hoping that this conversation will allow you to 
really understand what your relationship with these things look like um, and will allow you to make the changes necessary in order to feel that freedom when it comes to food and exercise and to wake up every morning and feel like you are loving yourself and accepting yourself for who you are. So that is what I'm hoping you all receive from this episode. And of course, much, much more um, information on eating disorders, eating disorder recovery. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I wanted to start by first just talking a little bit about the stigma, um, the idea that society has set, um, that society has created, um, and that is that eating disorders have a specific look. This could not be further from the truth. Um, and I am living proof of that. I never at any point during my eating disorder did I look like I had a eating disorder. Um, society has painted a picture uh, of eating disorders and that picture is a very small, frail woman. Almost always in her early to mid 20s. Um, so that is the image that society has painted for us when it comes to eating disorders. And this image has actually been very, very toxic um, because many individuals who struggle with eating disorders, men, women, non-binary individuals who struggle with eating disorders, who don't meet that quote-unquote stereotype, um, aren't asked, hey, are you okay? Hey, are you struggling? Hey, you look like something may be going on in your life. Do you want to talk about it? Um, if you don't look sick, you aren't sick. And that is the mindset that is so incredibly toxic. Um, and like I said, for me throughout my entire eating disorder, um, I never looked like I had one. Um, I was always and have always been bigger built. Um, I've always, you know, looked fine. And the only difference was I was maybe 15 pounds lighter than I am now. And people thought that was from exercise and eating healthy. Little did they know that was completely wrong. Um, and yes, I was exercising and yes, I was eating healthy, but I was doing those things to hide, to cover up, to make people think that that's why I was losing weight. Um, many people didn't even question or ask whether I had an eating disorder because I didn't look like I did. So that's the first thing is that eating disorders do not have a look. Individuals of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, ethnicities, individuals from all over the world struggle with an eating disorder. Eating disorders do not discriminate at all. They do not discriminate. So please remember 
that there is not one specific look. Please remember that all, you know, quote, skinny individuals might not be struggling with an eating disorder. Just know that someone who maybe doesn't look like they, quote, unquote, have an eating disorder doesn't mean they don't have an eating disorder. So keep that in mind. Remember that there is not one specific look when it comes to eating disorders. The second thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was, and this was something that was really, really hard for me um, throughout my recovery, and really it's why I talk a lot about it, Um, and that is that one eating disorder is no worse than the other. Obviously, there are eating disorders that are very, very severe eating disorders where individuals are obviously much sicker. Um, But for me, it was really difficult during my recovery because I didn't get treatment. I didn't have a team that I was working with. Um, I didn't have a dietitian. I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have all of these things um, that many individuals um, who are struggling with an eating disorder do have. Um, I didn't have any of these things. And so people didn't take my eating disorder as seriously. Um, I remember being asked, oh, who is your therapist or what treatment center did you go to? Um, And feeling ashamed that... I didn't have any of those things. Um, And that's a feeling that I should not be feeling. That is a feeling that I shouldn't have felt. Um, It's so important to understand that it doesn't matter what journey you're on when it comes to your eating disorder. An eating disorder is an eating disorder. And they are very, very extremely hard to live with, to deal with, um, to survive with, to function with. Um, It doesn't matter if you're in a treatment center or you're doing your recovery on your own or you're outside of a treatment center and trying to start your recovery or still struggling with your eating disorder or inside of a treatment center. toward the end of your recovery. It doesn't matter where you are. Eating disorders are still very, very difficult to deal with. Um, Eating disorders are very, very difficult to overcome. And so for anyone who can overcome their eating disorder, be in a place of recovery with or without a team, with or without treatment, just shows how strong that individual is. So just remember that it doesn't matter if you if you got treatment. It doesn't matter if you have a dietitian and a therapist that you work with regularly. It doesn't matter how your recovery looks in regards to someone else's. Your recovery is your recovery, and it's important that you do it in a way 
that works for you. It's important that you do it in a way that feels comfortable for you. This is something that I tell the individuals that I work with um, at the eating eating disorder support group that I help lead on Wednesdays in Los Angeles. Um, Just really quickly, I will recap on what that is. So I'm a volunteer for Project Heal. It is a nonprofit um, organization and they have a program called Communities of Healing and it is where they provide support groups for individuals who are struggling with eating disorders. Um, And I'm one of the facilitators. So I'm one of the um, group leaders And one of the requirements in order to be a facilitator is you have to be recovered for at least two years. Um, So you have to have dealt with an eating disorder um, as well um, as a facilitator. And the reason they do this is because they want to have a voice of recovery. They want to have a recovered voice in the room for those individuals who are coming in, sharing their stories and sharing their struggles. Um, So I do that um, bi-weekly, so two, two weeks on, two weeks off in Los Angeles, and I love it. But one of the most important things that I tell these individuals every single week that I'm there is that your recovery is your recovery. It doesn't matter what my recovery was. I can give you tips. I can give you feedback. I can let you know like, hey, this worked for me. Maybe try this. If it doesn't work for you, that is fine. You try something else. But if you try and do your recovery exactly like someone else, there are going to be times when it feels uncomfortable. There are going to be times when it doesn't feel right. And that uncomfortableness is what tends to lead us to either relapsing or giving up on our recovery um, because we don't like to be we don't like to feel uncomfortable. Um, and so it's so so important that you find a way to recover that works for you. Your recovery journey is your recovery journey. It's also really important that you start your recovery when it feels right. Obviously, um, if you are extremely ill on your deathbed, you need to start your recovery ASAP. You need to get the necessary help. But for me, I, I tried to start my recovery multiple times and failed and failed and failed. But that one time when I felt deep inside of me that this is the time, this is when I am going to actually start my recovery. This is when I'm actually going to work every single day to be in a place where I feel like I am working toward this every single day, regularly, where I feel like this is what I deserve. This is what I want. It wasn't until I had that realization that my recovery actually took off. So it's so important that you listen to yourself. 
listen to your heart, listen to your mind. Um, make sure that you are doing what is best for you, whether that is going into a treatment center, whether that is working with a therapist or a dietitian, whether that is trying to do your recovery on your own, whether that's, you know, researching all of the strategies and techniques and understanding fully what recovery looks like for you um, is so important. And that takes me to my another point, um, which is recovery is, it looks different for everyone. Um, and this is so important because I get asked this question all the time, especially in my group of, okay, how am I going to know when I'm recovered? And every person who struggles with an eating disorder is going to have a different answer for this question. Um, and for me, I knew I was recovered when I was not constantly thinking about when I was going to go to the bathroom and purge up my meals. Um, I started by setting goals for myself. Okay, I'm only, I'm only going to allow myself to purge once a day. Okay, I'm only going to allow myself to purge only three times a week. And I just kept working toward those goals. And when I got to a place where I wasn't, I could eat a meal and not think about purging, that is when I knew that I was recovered. When I could go to the gym and move my body and exercise without thinking about how many calories I was burning or what part of my body I was um, tightening and toning when I could eat meals without thinking about how many calories were in them or where they're going to settle in my body um, or you know all of these negative toxic thoughts when I stopped having those thoughts on a regular basis that was one of the first signs that I was recovered the other sign that I was recovered was when I could overcome that negative eating disorder voice inside of my head. Um, and I love to use uh, this example. So I truly believe we have two voices inside of our head. And if you struggle with an eating disorder, you have your eating disorder voice and you have your positive, realistic, voice inside of your head. So I have my eating disorder Carly voice and my positive knows what's right Carly voice. And it's so important that your positive know what's right voice can overcome your eating disorder voice. And so one way that I knew that I was recovered was when I would have an eating disorder thought and the positive knows what's right Carly voice knew exactly what to say to the eating disorder voice to shut her up, to tell her, hey, I hear you, but you no longer have control. And when that positive knows what's right Carly voice could take down that eating disorder voice, it was the 
best feeling. The best feeling knowing that I was no longer allowing the eating disorder voice to control my life and to control my every thought. And so that was a sign for me that I was recovered. And so it's really important that you understand, okay, what areas are you really struggling with with your eating disorder? Is it physical appearance, which is what a large percentage of individuals struggling with eating disorders cares about? Is their physical appearance? Is it your physical appearance? Is it your relationship with food? Um, is it something much, much deeper that you are burying, that you are not bringing to the surface and talking about that you may be hiding um, with your eating disorder? What is it that you really want to overcome and that you really want to focus on when it comes to your recovery? Write those things down. Figure out what those things are. And as you start your recovery, as you start to work on these different aspects of your life, when you start to change your relationship with food, when you start to change your relationship with your body and yourself and, and, and movement, think about where you want to be. So look at where you currently are and where you want to be. And when you get to that place of where you want to be, that is the first sign that you are recovered. And it's so important that you remember that even when you're recovered, there are still hard days. I still struggle with my eating disorder voice. That voice inside my head will never go away. But like I said, it's important that you build the foundation, the strategies, and the strength to overcome that eating disorder voice. So when you're thinking about your recovery, I don't want you to think of it as a place where you never have eating disorder thoughts. Because if you think of it like that, the first time you have an eating disorder thought, you're going to think, oh, I'm not recovered, or oh, am I relapsing? And those are thoughts we don't want to have. So make sure you understand that those eating disorder thoughts, they're still gonna come. They're still gonna, they're gonna be there every once in a while. But it's important that you have a strong, positive, knows what's right voice inside your head who can overcome the eating disorder voice. Because that is what's going to allow you to continue through recovery and to continue to be recovered is that, that mental strength and understanding your worth, understanding that your eating disorder wants nothing good for you. Your eating disorder wants to hurt you, wants to tear you down, and wants to control your life. And you deserve the freedom to move your body however you want, to not move your body on days when you don't want to move your body, to eat foods that you love, to not constantly be thinking about the amount of calories you're consuming, to not constantly be thinking about how you're going to be able to get the calories out of you. You deserve that freedom 
And so when you're going through your recovery, when you're working toward that goal that you set for yourself, that place that you want to be in, that place that you're imagining is recovery for you when you're getting there. You have to remember that your eating disorder wants nothing good for you. If you're struggling with an eating disorder and you're listening to this, I highly recommend writing on a piece of paper or a post-it note that exact quote. Your eating disorder wants nothing good for you. This was something I had to tell myself every single day. Because if you've struggled with an eating disorder, you feel like it is your best friend. It's always there for you. It's something you can rely on. Your eating disorder has manipulated you into believing that it's something good when it is not. So I recommend writing that quote down, putting it somewhere where you'll see it on a regular basis. Because having that in the back of your mind will help you with those behaviors when those behaviors come up. It will help you to kickstart that recovery. It'll help you to get through those really hard days of recovery. And like I said, you have to remember that your recovery is your recovery. And it's great to get help. And it's great to get feedback. But to try and do it the exact same way as someone else is more than likely going to hurt you in the long run. Do it the way that feels best for you. Do it how you need to do it. Figure out what you need to do in order to reach that goal that you have set for yourself, that that place of recovery, that picture that you've painted for yourself. And I kind of mentioned this um, a little bit earlier, but it's really important to understand that There is no time limit when it comes to recovery. When you start your recovery, you don't have to be done within two months. You don't have to be at a place of recovery within two months or a year or two years. It's different for everyone. And it's important that you give yourself the time and the space to do your recovery correctly, to get the support that you need, to get the help that you need, to do it in a way that works for you. Because if you rush it, if you do it incorrectly, the chances of relapse are much higher. And we don't want that. We want you to do this in a way that works best for you, that feels right for you, that feels comfortable for you. And if you can do that, it's going to feel so much more natural. It's going to feel like you're in the right place, and doing the right stuff. Although it's never going to feel good (laughs) because it's very, very difficult to give up something that you have had be a part of your life for so long, however long you've struggled with an eating disorder. One thing I really wanted to focus on today as well was... um, kind of talking to those who are listening who maybe haven't struggled with an eating disorder, but you either know someone who is or you have some sort of feeling that someone is struggling with an eating disorder. Um, 
my advice, I want to give you a little bit of advice. That advice is to be there for them. Show them support. Remind them every single day of how much you love them, how much they need to you. Um, and remind them that they're worthy of that freedom. Because for me, I feel like my recovery would have started much sooner if I were told that. If I had someone telling me those things, um, granted, no one knew that I was struggling with my eating disorder. So that made things a little bit more difficult. Um, but be there for them. Let them know, hey, I'm here for you. If you need to talk, let me know. And I promise they will come to you. They will talk to you. They will open up to you if they feel comfortable. And that could be exactly what they need to kickstart their recovery. Also, if you are questioning whether or not you have an eating disorder, if you are kind of on the edge, um, if you're thinking, you know, I think I might, but I'm not really sure, you more than likely do. Um, and like I said earlier, eating disorders do not discriminate. They look different for everyone, whether it's body dysmorphia, whether it's bulimia, whether it's anorexia, whatever it is, um, overexercising can be a form of an eating disorder. Undereating, obviously, is a form of an eating disorder. Strict calorie counting is obviously a form of an eating disorder. So even if you haven't been, quote unquote, diagnosed by a doctor, which I never was, I was never diagnosed by a doctor, um, but it was very clear to me that what I was doing, um, binging and purging on a regular basis, was not healthy. Um, and it was not normal and it was not something that my body could handle or sustain over a long period of time. So if you're listening and you're questioning, you know, I kind of feel like I may be struggling with an eating disorder. But you're afraid of that realization. Just know that you're not alone. Just know that although it may feel scary, coming to terms with that relationship and with that struggle could be the best thing that you do for yourself. Coming to terms with the fact that you're struggling with your relationship with exercise and understanding, okay, I need to take control of this. I need to work on this aspect of my life, understanding and taking that control could be the best thing you do for yourself. Why? Because it could change your entire relationship with other people. It will change your entire relationship with exercise. It will change your entire relationship with yourself, which is so, so incredibly important. I want you all to understand that obsessive exercising, obsessive dieting, none of those are sustainable. Many of those 
diets and workout programs lead to eating disorders. Why? Well, because they, they give you false hope. They pull you in by saying lose 30 pounds in 30 days and you will do whatever it takes to reach that goal. And so it is so much better for you to understand, hey, <laughs> you're probably not going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Is that something you truly want? Is that something your body truly needs? Where is this need for wanting to lose this weight coming from? If you're able to answer that question, then your answer may just be the most eye-opening thing ever. <laughs> um, understanding that, you know, I'm not really sure why I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds because I want to be quote-unquote skinny. I want to lose 30 pounds because I want to meet society standards. I want to lose 30 pounds because I want people to find me attractive. I want to be more quote-unquote feminine. Those, that's not why, <laughs> those aren't healthy ways to lose weight. Those aren't healthy ways to go about doing anything. Um, so I encourage you to evaluate your relationship with exercise, evaluate your relationship with food, figure out, are you in a good place? If not, why? What is it that's, a, that's causing you to be in an unhealthy place with your relationship with food and exercise and yourself? When you look at yourself in the mirror every day, do you accept and love who you are? Or are you thinking negative thoughts? What are these negative thoughts leading you to do on a regular basis? Are these negative thoughts leading you to think, okay, I'm only going to have a really small breakfast, a really small lunch, and a really small dinner because I don't want the calories, or I'm going to go to the gym for two hours tonight because I just did not like what I saw when I looked in the mirror this morning. Or do you want to look in the mirror and think, damn, she is strong and she is beautiful and she is worthy and she is unique and she is killing it. And yeah, um, I'm not a huge fan of this little pudge on my stomach, but guess what? It makes me who I am. It is part of who I am. So to understand that those two mindsets are completely different is huge and it's so important that you learn okay how do I get to that sort of mindset what is it that's causing me to have these negative mindset is it the diet that I'm on is it the people that I'm surrounding myself with is it an eating disorder that I'm struggling with but that I haven't really come to terms with so what is it that's causing you to feel this way I want you all to know that eating disorders are, they're not easy. Um, they are very difficult to understand and to digest and to overcome. We live in a society where we are constantly being told 
hey, wear this waist trainer, hey, drink this skinny tea, hey, look like this, hey, get this work done to have a bigger butt or smaller arms or a smaller waist. That is the society that we live in. So of course, we have millions of individuals in the world struggling with eating disorders because realistically, we cannot get to these unrealistic places naturally or in a healthy way. So we turn to eating disorders. We feel like they are the solution, but I promise they are not the solution. And like I said earlier, they want nothing good for you. Your eating disorder wants nothing good for you. It only wants to hurt you. So just know that if you're struggling with an eating disorder, whether you have been diagnosed or you have not been diagnosed, you are not alone. Recovery is 100 trillion percent possible. I remember when I started my recovery, I failed and I failed and I failed over and over and over again. And I thought, you know, this just isn't something that I'm meant to do. I'm not meant to recover. I'm meant to have my eating disorder for the rest of my life. And I truly, truly believed that for many, many months. And then I started to see progress. I started to understand that my life could be so much better if I had this freedom, if I could overcome this eating disorder. I started to see little glimpses of what my life would look like without my eating disorder. I started to see glimpses of what my life would look like if I could just go out to dinner with friends and family and enjoy holidays and enjoy birthday cake and enjoy wine with friends without constantly thinking about what it was doing to my body or how many calories were in it or when I was going to be able to go and purge my food. I was seeing these little glimpses each day, smaller, small little glimpses of what this life of freedom looked like. And soon I saw it more and more. And it was that that motivated me to continue my recovery. It was the support of others around me. It was the fact that I was able and felt comfortable opening up and talking about my eating disorder. So if you are struggling, talk about it. Open up. Find someone who you feel safe with. Share with them what you're going through. Ask them for help. Ask them, hey, have you ever dealt with this? If so, what did you do? Reach out to people online, people who you've been following, who might have shared in situations that are very similar to you. Ask them, hey, how did you get through this? I really would love to hear from you, and I would love to hear your advice. Because no matter how alone you feel, no matter how weak you feel, no matter how vulnerable you feel, you deserve that freedom. You deserve that feeling of overcoming something so intense, of overcoming something that you felt like never was going to leave your life, <laughs> to overcome something that you truly felt was going to be a part of you for the rest of your life. Overcoming that was the most 
invigorating thing that I had ever done. And honestly, I will say that it is my biggest accomplishment. Recovering from my eating disorder, opening up about it, sharing my experience was one of the biggest victories of my life. And you deserve that feeling. So I hope that today you learned a little bit more about the inside of eating disorders. I hope that if you're listening and you have thought, you know, I think I'm actually struggling with an eating disorder, I hope that this helped to clarify what it is that you may be dealing with. I hope that this helped you to feel like it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. It's okay that you're struggling. It's time now for you to take back control. It's time now for you to understand that food is not the enemy. Exercise is not a form of punishment. And that your body wants to provide for you. Your body wants to allow you to wake up every morning and look in the mirror and love what you see. Your eating disorder wants nothing good for you. Your eating disorder wants to control every aspect of your life. And it's time that you take back control of your life. Whether you are in a very, very deep, deep struggle with an eating disorder, or you're in the very beginning stages of your eating disorder, or you're kind of wondering, do I have an eating disorder or do I not? It doesn't matter what that diagnosis is. It doesn't matter if you've been diagnosed or you have not. It's time that you figure out what that healthy relationship with food and exercise in yourself looks like. And I promise that you can get there. I promise that it's doable. I promise that you're worthy of it. Give up the diets. Give up the excessive exercise. Figure out a lifestyle that works for you. Figure out food that makes you feel good. Enjoy the wine. Enjoy the pizza. Enjoy the cake in moderation and in balance. And give yourself that freedom to go out to dinner with friends and family and not constantly be thinking about what you're going to eat or how bloated you're going to be afterwards. Find clothes that fit you. Find clothes that make you feel good. Do things that make you feel good. Because I promise when you feel good, there is no stopping you. I hope that this um, episode was really informational for you all. Um, a lot of information that I really could share about eating disorders and a lot of a lot of information that I wish I would have had when I was struggling with my eating disorder. So if you're looking for help, if you're looking for advice on how to get through these really hard stages, please reach out. As you know, I do work one-on-one -on -one with individuals every single month to help them to strengthen that relationship with themselves and to strengthen their relationship with health 
sorry, with food and with exercise. And so if this is something that you feel that you need, if you feel like working with me one-on-one, -on -one, doing a PFWC at-home transformation um, package is right for you, please reach out. I would love to chat with you about it. Um, and thank you for tuning in. Make sure to leave a comment, like, subscribe, share this video with your friends and loved ones who you feel need it. I would really, really, really appreciate it. I hope you all have an amazing night. Hope you all have an amazing day. Whatever time it is where you are, I hope you're having an amazing time. Um, and I will talk to you all later. I love you. Bye.